sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team. One in four women will be the victim of a sexual assault by the age of 25, according to the United States Department of Justice. Welcome to the program, the Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Yvonne Allen, along with my co-host, normally Rio would be here, but she decided to ditch me today and make me do the openings. But we have Mom here. Hey, I'm here. And the, and the wonderful Natalie. Hello. Natalie Emka is here today. We're very excited to have you here. And yeah, in case you guys don't know, because we know, and I love that we know, and now you're going to know, <laughs> um, Na- Natalie is a national youth motivational speaker, and we've had the pleasure of having her on our show several times, and she's working in partnership with the National Center for the Prevention of Community Violence, who does the Green Zones, which we adore, mm-hmm. and I hope we can talk a little bit about those maybe later in the show, and she also is the owner and founder of Pretty Feisty, and I'm so excited to have you here, Natalie. Thank oh, you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. Yay. Give us an update, Natalie, on what you've been up to, because yes. we haven't seen you in a while. Yes. Well, I have been uh, still working, doing a lot of uh, camps and conferences over the summer, and now getting ready for back to school, um, starting to kick off more presentations, doing girl empowerment, uh, teen success, healthy relationships, and speaking all over the country. So exciting. I know, and it's good stuff. You guys it sounds have, more glamorous than it is. Well, well, just the content itself. I've heard some of your speeches. They're fantastic. So if oh, you guys yeah. get an opportunity, Google Natalie Emka with Pretty Feisty and check her out and have her out to your school. Yeah, my last name is really hard to spell, so you can just look up natalie.com. <laughs> <laughs> Took us a while. I don't know how I was pronouncing it when I first met it's you. It's okay. It wasn't right. Sometimes I still pronounce it wrong. <laughs> well, today we're so excited to have Natalie on the program because because there's been a lot in the media and especially in our local media recently about um, violence and sexual crimes going on in our town. And I think it's a good time for me now to give a little bit of a disclaimer about this show. I'm not really sure what direction we're going to go in. So I want to just let if there are little ears in the room, maybe parents and older sissies want to take a moment and usher them out of the room. There's definitely a listener advisory on this program because we're going to be talking about violence and um some of the things that have been going on in the media that have just put me back on my heels. Yeah. So, for example, here in uh, Phoenix, we have a, a neighboring city in Tempe, and there have been quite a few attacks. And I don't know if you guys want to chime in on this, but what was your first reaction when you started hearing about them in the media? Um, I was kind of taken aback. Like, I, you know, you always watch media different videos or movies on different kinds of assaults happening but it's not really i guess as real until it's happening within your community and Mm -hmm. you're hearing about it as much as we've been hearing about it lately so so to put it in perspective what's been going on in our town and and you know what this could be any town usa for that matter Mm -hmm. i think this goes on unfortunately as yvonne opened the show what was the statistic you you touted that one in four women will be a victim of sexual assault by the age of 25 yeah that's staggering and and, and you guys, is that statistic, is that reported or just what they project will be happening, the one in four? That is what they project based on uh, based on what is reported, what is mm-hmm. not reported. Okay. Based I always on wondered about that. So it is based on reported and non-reported. I believe so. Okay. Yes. It's still a way big number. It is a yeah, way big number. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure okay. it is. Yeah. 
Um, but in our own town, there have been um, sex crimes against women where, if I understand correctly, they've been broken into their homes. Mm-hmm. The perpetrator is breaking into um, college students' homes. Yes. And violating them. And I think what really got me was how the media was um, portraying this to our girls, just insinuating that alcohol was the culprit in these cases. And um, I want to open up the discussion to ladies in the room. What was your perception when you were reading these stories? Um, That infuriates me a little bit. They can't just, they're like, it seems like they're trying to write it off as that's why it happened and that's the excuse for it when that's never the excuse at all. It doesn't matter what the situation is. You can't own up to your, like the consequences that you're going to have to face for your actions. You can't just make excuses for things like that, especially something so detrimental to it happening to anybody like it it's a scarring thing and you writing it off as just alcohol is the cause it sticks with you and makes it feel like it's your fault when it's not i agree beautifully said yeah very well said said, yvonne and and that's why we wanted natalie here today because me as a mom i can just get mad (laughs) i don't have any statistics I I, i have my own personal background and i could sit here and spew about how angry this has made me um, but I wanted Natalie here to be kind of the voice of reason and the voice of knowledge and keep us on track here. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not going to be on track. Yeah. Um, it's, it's difficult. It's very disappointing um, to have, you know, not only these things happen, but the way they're portrayed in the media, too, is very disheartening. It's very disappointing. And it really begs the question, what can we do about this from both sides, which mm-hmm. is, is you know, how I hope to attack that question and attack Mm -hmm. this issue from both sides. What can we do? I agree. And also I can't, we can't move on without mentioning some of the other things that have been going on nationally. I think we have events that have occurred in Montana and I'm going to say the name of the city wrong. Um, (laughs) Steubenville. Steubenville. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to mispronounce that. Steubenville, Ohio. So in case our listeners aren't familiar, the case in Montana takes my breath away because if I'm not mistaken the perpetrator was a 49 year old man who perpetrated a 14 year old girl Mm -hmm. and the judge reduced this man's 15 year sentence to 30 days right Mm -hmm. yeah I was reading about that when I was at work because I have a lot of um downtime I guess between what I do and so I was reading this article and I was getting upset and I I literally I started crying during work and I was just reading this and the girl was 14 years old and and when this act happened between the teacher and her and and the judge was basically telling her that even though she wasn't of age of consent she was as much in control of the situation as the teacher was and that's completely not true at all that infuriated me Um, and unfortunately through this whole trial and this process that this girl was going through at the age of 16 she ended up taking her life because it took such a toll on her and for her not to get that justice that she outright deserved it doesn't just hurt her family it hurts me and I'm on the complete other side of the nation and I can I think I can attest to say that it hurts a lot more people than just me I mean I can see the looks on the girls faces in my rooms right now so I was moved to tears by this as well and I I want to read some of the quotes that I've read that the judge said um she he said that she was quote older than her chronological age and quote as as much in control of the situation as the 49 year old teacher <laughs> found guilty of raping her 
this leaves me breathless. I mean, it leaves me absolutely breathless. And this poor child took her life because of all of what was going on. Um, I think everyone in this room, and as we know from the statistic, there are many more people that can identify with being a victim and being mm-hmm. on the other side of this than I am even able to wrap my head around. So, um, Nellie, what are your thoughts on this? You know, um, with this case and with the Steubenville case, um, I always want to look on the bright side of things. And I think the outrage that has stemmed from this case and the Steubenville case and, of course, you know, what's going on in Tempe, I've been reached out to by a number of other people about what's going on here in town. And I think that on the bright side of things, this is causing some outrage. This is getting people to talk. This is provoking conversations like we're having right now which are going to in turn have a positive effect on this and you know we're going to be talking about solutions here today we're going to be talking Mm -hmm. about hard hitting things that we can do to prevent this and how we can work as a community to reframe this so uh, you know i'm looking on the bright side of this yeah there there was someone who said Mm -hmm. some things he shouldn't have said and there was Mm -hmm. you know a, a criminal who did some other things they shouldn't have done but look at what's happening as a result we are talking about this Mm -hmm. and when i first started speaking about this issue in 2005 no one was really talking about it Mm -mm. wow I, i wasn't doing large presentations in auditoriums yet i was doing smaller classroom sized presentations educating on this you know as permitted on the down low but mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm really grateful that people are talking about this now because that means that the door is open and people are looking for solutions. Just thinking back onto high school a couple of years ago, I, I didn't even, I can't even remember a time in school other than, we, yes, we learned about like bullying and things like that. I cannot recall a time that we learned about standing up and not being the victim or not doing these crimes in the first place. Like we never got that kind of education that I think is stuff that is actually going to help us when we go out into the world yes we need obviously like basic math skills and things like that but there should be something that is educating the students on what actually happens out there in the social world not just the educational world Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. why I really I really love Natalie because of all that she does traveling to these girl these schools to open up the minds of all these people like because now that it's in the it's in the media and everyone's hearing it now that's starting to be talked about Mm -hmm. and like you said that's a great thing because now people are going to have this mindset that they need to stand up for it and they need to say something about it and their voices need to be heard for it. So, Absolutely. But for now, let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team and we'll be right back. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. And we got a show that will keep you on the pulse of the fashion world. Our hosts are two teens who know fashion, and they have the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. Tune in to Fashion Forward on Voice America Kids. We'll discuss what's hot and what's not, the latest in fashion trends, things to look for on the horizon, and more. Fashion Forward is your weekly guide to what to wear today, tonight, this weekend, and this season. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Fashion Forward on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program, the Paper Hope Street the paper hope street team i'm yvonne allen and let's continue with what we're talking about before before i keep messing up um i'm gonna point to Tamara, and she's gonna talk about another story that's been pretty big in the news 
we, um, we talked briefly about it, and I always, I mispronounce the name of this city, and I'm kind of sorry and kind of not. I accidentally mispronounce it Stupidville sometimes when it's really Steubenville. And the reason why is one of the, one of the horrible cases came out of Steubenville, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to have Yvonne read something very beautiful that oh, yeah. Natalie wrote in response to it. But for those of you that aren't aware of what happened in Steubenville, um, Natalie, do you have a little bit of an update for us? Yes. Um, in August of 2012, um, two young men in high school assaulted uh, a young woman at a party, at several parties. And the woman was uh, carried around, photographed, and she was intoxicated while this incident was happening. And it was um, the biggest, most unique thing about this case is that it was blasted all over social media. Mm -hmm. People were tweeting about this. They were tweeting photos. They were placing blame on the young girl. And unfortunately, the community for a little while started to rally behind the two young football players, defending them, even though they were clearly at fault and had uh, attacked this woman and carried her from party to party. I mean, just terrible, terrible things. Mm -hmm. And the, the community really started to place the blame on the young girl. And very publicly, if I remember yes, correctly, this wasn't much. like behind closed doors. This was like an all out attack mm -hmm. on her because in their minds, she was tearing down their community for making yes. these these um, for ruining. Yes. For mm -hmm. quote unquote, ruining these young boys career, ruining their football you know, future. And it really they the community did a good job of keeping it under wraps up until about spring of this year when it really, you know, things really hit the fan mm -hmm. and uh, the, the world became aware of what was going on. And then this is Yvonne's going to read this response that Natalie posted publicly on her on her Facebook page and on her website. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. Please read that when first. I read this, the perspective that you had took on this was absolutely phenomenal. Like I've never even put it in this dimension and it's so accurate. So. Let me read it. Thank you. Okay. I have a dream that one day this nation will view drug and alcohol facilitated sexual assault the same way we view drunk driving. When a drunk driver accidentally hits an innocent victim on the sidewalk, no one says, oh, he didn't know what he was doing. He was drunk. He should have, he should not be punished for this. He was, no, uh, he has a promising future and we should let him go. No. Instead, society says he was drunk driving and he hurt someone in the process, so it's a crime, and he should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. It doesn't matter if he didn't mean to do it, or if he was only 16 years old, or if he had a certain career ahead of him. He made the decision, and his actions deserve to be punished. It's completely irrelevant if the person he hit on the side of the road is also drunk. Completely irrelevant. The amount of alcohol consumed by the victim does not make the driver any more or any less responsible for the crime. It also doesn't matter if the victim had on bright, shiny clothing. In fact, it is every person's right to walk down the street wearing bright and shiny clothing any day of the week. They still did not deserve to be hit, nor did they ask to be hit. How dumb would a driver sound if they hit and badly injured a victim walking on the side of the road and tried to claim in court that they were lured in by the pedestrian shiny clothing or tried to say, well, she was waving at me earlier in the evening and being nice to me, so I assumed that she wanted me to run into her. And let's entertain the totally ridiculous thought for a second and say, even if the victim were carrying an absurdly huge sign saying, hey, drunk driver, hit me, it wouldn't matter. The crime would still be the driver's fault. Not that anyone would ever carry a sign in the first place. I don't know why, but for some reason, there are people in society that think that this sign exists. It's kind of strange. 
And from an education and prevention standpoint, there are people currently jumping up and down screaming that just one side of the issue should be addressed. We should just teach people to drive safely and not to drink and drive. In response to the many articles saying just teach our boys not to rape or simply teach our boys to be kind. Well, yeah, that is a large part of the issue. I also believe that it's important to teach our children, and yes, our girls, a few things they can also do to protect themselves. For example, look both ways before crossing the street, walk on the sidewalk, and keep an eye out for a drunk driver. If a drunk driver is driving at you, let's teach you some strategies to recognize it and get out of the way. I have a dream that one day this nation will view drugs and alcohol-facilitated sexual assault the same way we view drunk driving. And Natalie got a very interesting response to this post that I would like her to read. Well, first, before we read the response, I just thank you for reading that, mm-hmm. Yvonne. Thank you. I loved hearing you and read that. And <laughs> I'm, I'm as moved today as I was the first time I read it. So, Natalie, yeah. thank you for writing that and putting that it's together beautiful. so eloquently. Mm-hmm. I, I think it just hits home on so many points. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I got chills hearing you read that. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved your the passion behind it. Ugh. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. Thank you for bringing that to of life. Of course, yeah. No, thank you for writing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, when I posted this to my Facebook account, um, I got, you know, a lot of support. And some uh, folks brought up some other interesting points. <laughs> And um, someone, and I actually included this in the article now, so someone wrote, Natalie, I don't disagree with you at all uh, here provided provided the proof is in the pudding, if you get my point. Uh-huh. Someone could merely say, so-and-so sexually assaulted me, but prove it. With drunk driving, the evidence is there, and there's no way to refute that. You were in the car, and you hit someone, and there are spectators or evidence on your car. And your blood alcohol level is 0.8. You can't refute that. However... If the proof is there in sexual assault, then yes, it should be that hard. And, it should be hard and fast. That okay. Here are the consequences. And uh, here is my response to that. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I completely understand the need for proof of such a crime. Society needs to understand that the number of people who come forward and falsely claim rape is significantly smaller than the number of people whose lives have actually been ruined by this crime and want their attacker punished. Why on earth does society think it's the other way around? If a person claims they were hit by a drunk driver and there is evidence on the car, evidence on the victim, even photos, and all signs point to the fact that this crime happened, police and society automatically assume it did happen and look for evidence to back it up rather than automatically assume it didn't happen and the victim is lying. We begin by believing. Why isn't the same true for sexual assault? See, contrary to popular belief, it's not fun for a victim to tell the world she was raped. In fact, it's an incredibly traumatic experience for the victim to even come forward and tell anyone that they've been sexually assaulted, let alone take it all the way to trial. We don't do it just for spite. We don't do it because we thought it would be fun to ruin someone's life. We don't do it because we're afraid the attacker... We we do it because we're afraid the attacker might do it again. And we don't want anyone else to be hurt the way we were hurt. We come forward because we want justice. If a victim has the bruises, the marks, the photos the witnesses, and the rape kit evidence to back it up, why does everyone still automatically assume that they're lying and yell, prove it? I have a dream. God, Natalie, it's so powerful. Thank you. I think we all need a moment. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that you guys listening um, can rewind that and listen to it again. It was really beautiful. Thank you. I can't even explain, like, there are so many people I personally know that have not 
spoken out about things, events that have happened to them and because they're afraid or because, you know, they feel like maybe it was their fault or they let it on or they just feel like they wouldn't be able to win the case. Um, and what's sad about it is even if it happened years ago and the evidence is now gone because they didn't go, you know, to the doctor right away or something, they feel like there's nothing they can do about it. And that's what society has led us to believe that if you don't do it right when it happens, that you're not going to get your justice for it. And unfortunately, in most cases at this point in society, that's true because everyone, like you said, no matter, even if the proof is right there, they're still saying to prove it. And it's not like, you know, you carry around a videotape on you 24 seven. So you can give them a video of the act happening. You have pictures, you have, you can't, yes, people have lied about it in the past saying, you know, for whatever reasons, but you can't make up pain like that. You can't, they put us on lie detector tests, put us, you know, like our hands on the Bible. Like we'll, you can't make up that kind of hurt and that kind of torture that you go through on a daily basis after going through such a traumatic event. You just can't, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a real feeling and people just brushing it off has led so many people to feel like giving up on life or, Mm -hmm. or hiding in a box or letting their, letting their abuser just get away and go do it to however many people because we as a nation and as a world are not standing up to take act against these violent events and it drives me nuts yeah it makes me crazy too it makes me crazy and what you just said was very eloquent and poignant yeah um all right um i think we all you just need to take a break right now so you're listening to the paper hope street team on voice america kids and we'll be right back Every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program, the Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Yvonne Allen, and we're just working on recuperating ourselves right now. Um, as I'm sure you guys at home, if you felt the same emotion that we did, that we're working on. Um, but there's just a few more important no- notes that need to be made about all of these issues and the alcohol being a, a quote-unquote reason for this happening and a reason for people not standing up and telling their story and getting the justice that they outright deserve so who would like to yeah as a mom and a woman I just I'm I'm just outraged by this because it's so illogical to me I mean in your speech put it so in perspective I I can't even imagine 
parents or a city or a community arguing with a drunk driver that's harmed somebody. Yeah. I just can't even wrap my head around it. The same way I can't wrap my head around, like even some of our local media when talking about the issues going on in Tempe, you know, yes, alcohol was involved, but I don't necessarily consider it a factor in deciding fault mm-hmm. <laughs> or sure placing not. blame. Um, just as you described in your speech, um, women who wear clothing that is quote unquote provocative is not a sign that says you may enter. Mm -hmm. It's not. So, um, and walking down the street drunk and getting hit by a drunk driver is irrelevant as well. That's one of my, one of the most outstanding points that I've seen, like, because we see it as that's like the ultimate excuse in in different movies that I can remember watching as a kid, the person, the, the perpetrator would be like, Oh, well she was, you know, she was drunk. She, she wanted it. And, (laughs) No, that's not what it is. A drunk person walking down the street is not saying, oh, I just, I want to get hit by a car right now. (laughs) Like, no, that's just stupid. Honestly, like no judge, no person in their right mind is going to look at that drunk driver and be like, yeah, you're right. You know, just go, you go home. (laughs) Yeah. No, go home. Cause that person was asking for it by the shiny clothing that that person was wearing. It attracted you to hit them. Yes. Very well said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. So. I'm hoping that through discussion and the work that you're doing, Natalie, that people will just start to change their perspective and their dialogue when approaching these issues. I mean, just like the case in Montana, um, that judge should be reprimanded, mm-hmm. I think, personally. I want to make it clear that, you know, if you are a victim of a sexual assault out there and you feel like it's you can't justify it and you can't get your your justice for it because you are under the influence of a drug or alcohol that doesn't make you any less of a victim than mm-hmm. a person that was completely in a sober mind or anything. You are no less than a victim. Um, your perpetrator, your abuser had no right to treat you any different from anyone just because, you know, you were a little impaired in judgment because of whatever substance you were under. You're, you have the same rights as any other citizen to stand up and get your justice. Don't let that be holding you back. Absolutely. That I was really well said. Absolutely. Beautiful. I always say, you know, um, the victim may have made the decision to have a drink that night, but they didn't make a decision for anything else to happen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know if you wanted to, Natalie, I think you had a story about a girl that um, mm-hmm. had waited to report. Yes. And it ended successfully. Yes. So Yvonne touched on, you know, something really important um, um, in the last uh, segment, you know, saying, you know, even if it has happened um, a few months before, you know, it doesn't mean you can't still get justice for that. And, and um, during the break, I shared a, a story that speaks directly to that. Um, I was speaking in a high school and a young girl came up to me and confided in me and told me her story that she had been assaulted um, by a man who was over the age of 18 when she was just 14 years old. And it had, only, it had happened several months before. And I was the first person that she'd ever told and confided in. And I took the appropriate action, sat down with her, um, you know, in the, in the school, the counselors, we ended up pressing charges. And the happy ending to that story is because of that young woman's bravery. And because she came forward, they were able to put that man behind bars. It, tur- mm-hmm. it didn't matter how long it had been. It turns out that this was not the only young girl that this man had perpetrated. And her story helped them build a stronger case against this man and put her behind, bar- put him behind bars. Mm-hmm. And she got justice yeah, because he, she came forward. You don't know how much your choice in that moment or even, you know, even if you finally you're ready, like months later, you're ready to deal with this. You don't know how much 
how many people other than yourself that that can save and help. Like Natalie, you were telling a, stir- a story earlier this morning. I don't know if you want to share it, but you were at that restaurant and mm-hmm. your decision in that moment secured the safety of the other woman that was in that bathroom. And that's, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Like you're impacting so much more than just yourself. You're impacting all the other women mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. possibly going to get attacked by that same vic- by that team abuser by standing out and making it a note. And unfortunately, even if it doesn't come out and that person doesn't get charged in that moment, if someone else right. gets steps out and now there's two against one, yeah. yes, it's going to happen. And even if you know you don't get the justice you need in that moment, I promise you'll get it when it's time. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I have one. I think you have one, too. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you want me to elaborate on that story? Yeah, yes, to give absolutely. A, a quick, okay. Just to um, give a quick background there on that story, I was in a um, public restroom in a, in a restaurant in an open-air mall area. Um, very nice restaurant, actually. Uh, and I had been in the restroom, and I was I just uh, was washing my hands. And a man, I could see in the reflection in the mirror, a man came into the ladies' room. And he looked left and he looked right and then darted in over to the soap dispenser and started getting soap. And I was standing at the sink next to him washing my hands. And I looked over and he was dressed in all black. And my first thought was, well, maybe they're out of soap in the, in the men's room. You know, thinking, yeah, it's, you know, it's logically, yeah. logically <laughs> yes, like a woman trying yeah. to <laughs> make it make sense. And I, as I turned away to walk out of the ladies' room, he grabbed me from behind. And, you know, I froze and turned around and looked, looked at him and, you know, looked back. And I, I had a choice. You know, I told you mm-hmm. earlier, I froze in that moment. And I thought, I can walk out of this restroom right now and not say anything. Or I can be aware that there's another woman in the, in the restroom, still in the stall right there. Mm-hmm. And she's about to walk out. And she walks out, and I've left this restroom, and she's in here alone with that man. Who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. That was that was in my awareness in that moment, and so I made a scene. Um, I started yelling and I started screaming, and I thought this this man is you know he could hurt somebody very badly right now, and I made a scene and I started you know screaming, "What are you doing in here? This is the ladies' room!" And he got terrified and he ran out, um, ran out of the restroom, and I was screaming and following him through the through the restaurant and. Uh, lo and behold, the amazing end to this story is that there happened to be three armed <laughs> police officers literally walking by the restaurant when this man came out, and half the restaurant was running after him because I had made a scene and was screaming. You know, that man assaulted me in the bathroom, and they were able to get him, and they asked me if I wanted to press charges, and I said yes. Yes. He was out on parole, and I thought this man could do this again. He Absolutely. was looking for trouble. He was in that restroom looking for trouble, looking for a victim, mm-hmm. and he's going to do it again if I don't press charges, and he went to jail that day. I'm so glad that you did, and I think that's such a very valuable story to people listening because I think as, as women, we try to rationalize the scene that we're presented mm-hmm. with. Yeah. I think on a previous show you talked to us about, aren't we the only animal that tries to rationalize <laughs> yes. our deep sense of fear yes. instead of running yeah, away we, from it we're yes. like oh well we're the only uh, only yeah. yes only mm-hmm. mammal that has the ability to feel that instinct and reason it away and say mm-hmm. oh it's nothing no it's just yeah. something yeah. if a deer hears a crack in the wood he's taken off like, <laughs> whereas i'm just like oh what a bird hit the yes. woods <laughs> yeah and Absolutely. if there's a dude in your restroom oh, grabbing you soap. it's really not that he wants soap nope he did not no no, it's very valuable for, you know, there's a book too, Galvin de Becker's Gift of Fear, mm-hmm. which is another fabulous resource yeah. for folks to kind of get in touch with that instinct if you're, you know, ever curious to read more about it. So, 
No, very good. Um, I had a little story to share too, and it's very similar to yours. It's I was attacked as a college student to my mm-hmm. professor, and um, I had the choice afterwards to either let the dean of the school know or to keep it to myself. And I was mm. just so enraged by what had happened that, of course, I contacted the dean of the school and I went to present my case. And and they were like, why are you telling us this? Mm. Um, don't you know that uh, we can't place you in the classroom? You were there taking a makeup test. There was no one there but him and you. Um, Tamara, tell us why we should believe you. Mm. And that's pretty much a direct quote. Why should we believe you? So the end of this story was me <laughs> not throwing things, which I wanted to, but becoming completely enraged with what they were presenting me with and standing up for myself and saying, I'm not making this up. Why would I make this up? If there's one of me, there's got to be 25 other women that he's done this to, and you're okay with letting this continue in your mm-hmm. organization? Uh, no. So um, I didn't press police charges, and that's probably the one thing that I should have done. But what I did do is work with the dean and made sure that he was relieved of his responsibilities of being a professor. Mm. And so the end of it was that he was fired and, and um, won't have that opportunity to do that anymore. And why I bring that up is because there will be times when you are presented with opposition when you're telling your story. It doesn't make it any less important. It doesn't make what happened not happen Mm -hmm. and i think it's important for victims to continue pressing the issue absolutely and and i was really glad that i did absolutely um i I do want to start getting into tips here about what we can do as as women and as victims um to move on with this um we'll do that right when we get back from this short break that we're about to take um i'm yvonne allen you're listening to the paper hope street team on voice america kids we'll be right back Fifteen minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Have you met Catherine the Grape? She may be a lot like you. She likes sports, singing songs, having fun, and taking adventures with her friends. She especially loves to make new friends like you. Tune in each week to Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour, hosted by Madeline, and discover about how you are magical, colorful, and love. You will learn, laugh, and feel welcome with Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour, heard every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Be inspired to ripple loving kindness throughout the world with your friends at Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Awesome! And Molina! Now- 
You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program, the Paper Hope Street Team. Um, I'm Yvonne Allen, and before we do start talking about tips um, to not be a victim, we should look at the other side of this and get the tips of how not to be the abuser. Um, I know, Natalie, we talk about this every time we bring you up, (laughs) because I absolutely love the green zones now. You know, I I base every relationship I've been in since then off that. Mm -hmm. Um, So if Natalie wants to touch on this part. Yes. um, In partnership with the National Center for the Prevention of Community Violence, I developed a program called the Green Zone Relationships, um, which educates and gives tangible, measurable ways to identify healthy relationships. So if you're in a relationship that you think may be questionable, you can check out uh, prettyfeisty.com and check out the Green Zone there to learn more about ways to look at a relationship. Um, You know, we we touched on how society views this issue, and Mm -hmm. a lot of times things get brushed under the rug because, you know, quote, well, you know, I'm in a relationship with him. I don't have any say, you know, things like that. But, but, you know, real crimes do happen in relationships. And so it's important to be aware of that too. Um, and the green zone really helps to uh, address mm-hmm. that in a very clear way. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of the green zones. Definitely <laughs> look that up and read them. Like Yvonne said, she's measured what all of your oh, relationships from that. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. It's, it's powerful and important. It's definitely powerful. Um, now for the other side is the not to be a victim part and being able to stand up for yourself. And Natalie in this article writes something that I actually say all the time. <laughs> um, it's, you know, you don't want to be afraid to say, you know, say things, especially in situations that you might feel a little uncomfortable. You'd be like, you know, these shoes, they're so amazing. Like I wear <laughs> heels all the time. Like seriously, if you look in my closet, I have over 40 pairs of heels. So everyone's always like oh your heels are so nice and I'm like yeah and they're so pointy too and they could stab right through your foot (laughs) and so like we we as girls you know we like to be feminine we like to dress up and look nice and wear those heels and oftentimes people think oh they're in heels they're not going to be able to run or protect themselves girls you take those shoes off and you start slamming them at heads (laughs) believe me you're going to win the situation like Dustin Layton talks about us you know running escaping to gain safety and you use those shoes to get your safety. Like you use them when you need them. You can stab through feet. They hurt. Trust me. I've kicked a few people with those on. Like they leave bruises. Um, so that's just a, a lighter note for tips. <laughs> Let's go into the more serious notes. Um, okay. So one of the things that's definitely important is to never take a drink from someone you don't know. Um, like if you're in a, in a bar situation or at a party or whatever it might be and someone offers you a drink, decline it or watch them pour it and watch them make the drink or like natalie was in here it says of um one of her friends someone had asked you know to buy them a drink her and her friend and her friend walked up with him to watch the drinks being poured mm-hmm. by the bartender and he kind of looked at her and was like you're making sure i don't put anything in your drink aren't you and she's like yeah and he's and he thought that was you know that was really awesome and that was cool and they had actually ended up having a relationship for a few months after that ironically <laughs> they did. They did. Um, true story but just you know st- protect yourself know that 
there's so many different types of you know, date rate drugs and, and different types of things that can be put into drinks that you can't see, taste, or anything, and you be completely out of control of your own body after that, you know? Um, so hand-in-hand hand with not taking drinks from strangers, don't ever leave your drink unattended, even if you're on a date. You know, we ha- that happens way too often on dates. A girl has to go to the bathroom, and she just leaves her drink on the table. Um, Natalie puts in here to finish your drink before you go to the bathroom and if the bartender comes up and or someone comes up asking if you want another one and you just be like no no I'll you know I'm, I'm good for now because yes. you know that drink could arrive when you're in the bathroom and mm-hmm. that's the this easiest time for him to slip something in there even if you're not drinking alcohol either you can be True. on a date you know I know this is aimed for a lot of underage women we don't necessarily drink you know when we go to restaurants so you can have a fruit punch and leave it on the table at with the date and they easily could slip something in that just as much as they could an alcoholic beverage um so be aware it doesn't matter what the drink is don't leave it unattended um and if you're in a party situation hold your cup put a lid on your cup like Mm -hmm. figure Mm -hmm. a way to like cover that cup at all time bring your you know your your plastic starbucks cups that don't (laughs) you have to screw on and everything so get like a fingerprint touched cup the only way you can open it is with your fingerprints these are things that should be invented i feel like I feel like that could definitely help a lot of people. I love it. You make it funny. And she's definitely very feisty. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You are the definition of pretty feisty. I love you reading these stuff. Um, I love it. Another one would be to be feisty for your friends. Um, I know I've been that friend that was like, no, no, I want to be by myself. You know, I'm, I'm with this cute guy. He's giving me attention. And my friend's like, uh-huh, you're funny. Like, I'm going to be right here. Like, do my friends know how, you know, how I am or how, you know, that guy might have been. And they're not going to let me go. Um, and so even if your friend's kind of giving you trouble for it, even if you kind of just have to sit in the corner and just kind of watch them, be feisty for your friends because, I mean, they might be annoyed with you in that moment, but if they're under the influence of alcohol and they're not making rational decisions, they're going to love you for that in the morning because they're not going to have to wake up with regrets or with this terrible event happening to them or whatever it might be. So standing up for your friends and being with them when you go out together and making sure that nothing is happening to them that's one of the most important things like your friends and your family should always be there for you and so having feisty friends to be feisty mm-hmm. with you there's no getting at you guys like <laughs> no one's gonna want to attack a bunch of feisty girls <laughs> in their heels <laughs> so um let's see like we said er- earlier listen to your instinct oh. like oh, yes. that's like one of the most important things and i know every, like we said mammal us as people are the only mammals or creatures that will just not listening to our instincts and like if you see little fish in the sea and a shark's coming they're not gonna be like oh yeah let's go play with that shark let's go check that out yeah no they're gonna be running and not messing with that like trust your instincts like there's a little voice inside your head that something's not entirely right here listen to it whatever the situation be adapt to that situation if it's something you know like you're with a guy like and you're not feeling right call your friend text your friend this is kind of off the side but have someone that you can call like I know when I'm in awkward situations and I'm surrounded by you know someone I don't know and I feel uncomfortable like I'm about to be attacked I'll call my mom and I'll ask her how's papa doing and that's a code word for her because unfortunately you know we did lose my papa years back and so she knows when to hear that to get her pen out and start writing and I'll say oh he dyed his hair black and I'm just basically describing the perpetrator to my mom so she's understanding like Mm. if something were to happen and I keep her on the phone in case you know I am to get grabbed because then I can start screaming things to her and she'll be able to hear me and we just had this all planned out so have code words have code words for your friends um 
or something. Yeah. Just to add on to that really quick, I love that. One of my favorite phone apps, and I just pulled it up here on my phone while you were talking, is called Circle of Six App. Circle of Six App. And it is fantastic. You can put six um, close friends in here, and you can just hit a button and hit their name, and it'll automatically send a text to that person telling you, telling them where you are. That's awesome. Fantastic. That's really good. I love that app. Yeah, that's definitely important because, you know, a lot of times, like, I'll leave my house. I live with, like, all my family, and I'll just leave my house, and I don't tell them where they're going. Like, they don't keep, you know, their track on me, but so they won't even know where I am or what I'm, look, like, what I'm dressed in, and being able to explain these things and have that person that you can confide in. Just let someone know where you are at all times. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're alone walking to your car, I know this is one that's really important. Have your keys out. Have your keys out and ready to open your door, get in, and lock the door when you get inside. There's so many times, so many stories I've heard of women getting in their car and not locking the door when they get in their car and someone coming in the passenger side of the door and, you know, kidnapping them and or stealing their stuff. And, and it's really important just to be aware of your surroundings. Know what's around you at all times. Know who who's by you, what they're wearing, trust that instinct of yours if you're, you know, need to run a little bit, run, get in your car and turn those lights on, drive away, call someone. Um, I, I don't know how to say this word, the kubaton, kubaton. <laughs> kubaton, it's a keychain. And, and this uh, information, this keychain right here is available on prettyfeisty.com. And what um, Yvonne is reading is actually the Pretty Feisty City Survival Guide, mm. which is also available on uh, prettyfeisty.com. So you can read like all of those tips on here um, with everything in the kubaton keychain. Yes. is a fantastic keychain I love. I love Yes, I just love this whole article, honestly. Like, they're all so accurate of things that everyone should be aware of. And the Kibaton keychain, you know, is really pointy, so you can, like, crack through those, like, windows in your car. It makes it, like, shatter, you know, so you can get out easier. Um, but you can use that as a weapon, too, you know? Like, mm-hmm. knock someone in the head with that, you know, if you need to. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Be feisty. Be feisty. Be feisty. And I, I would definitely like to add that, um, you know, look up the information on natalie's website and share it with your friends Definitely. you know have the discussion with your parents you know sit them down and and everybody be involved because this is not just i mean this is an issue for everyone yeah. not just women but for men as well so absolutely so before we go thank you natalie yes thank mm-hmm. you for so being much. here this was very powerful Good and show. important and we're just so grateful that you were here to lend your voice to this really important topic and that amazing yeah. article that you wrote i'm sharing that with everyone when i get home <laughs> yeah. so everything is on prettyfeisty.com so feel free to check it out. And thank you, ladies, for spreading oh, the word. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Um, so I just want to thank you guys all for listening to us today. And I hope you all you know, got something out of this out of this show today because I think it's very, very important for everyone to know both sides, how to not be a victim and how to not be an abuser and how to be safe, basically, out in that social world that we encounter every day and just be able to stick up for yourselves. Um, I'm Yvonne Allen. This is the Paper Hope Street team. And the show is produced by Kidstar on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. Uh, Thank you guys all for listening, and we'll definitely be talking again next week. Up next, a track from the Kidstar album of the month. Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm, and now from the Kidstar album of the month. Here's Mr. Saxophone, Dave Farther with Hugs and Kisses. First you take your arms, open them wide, big enough to put an elephant inside. Then you wrap them up tight around somebody you love. Give them big hugs and kisses. Take your 
little tiny hands when they're far apart. You gotta make room for that great heart. Then you wrap them up tight around somebody you love. Give them all some hugs and kisses. It's hard to catch a ball when you're oh so small. Your little bitty arms hard to do anything at all. But the great four hugs got hugs to spare. We hug like bears and bears of love to share. So take those arms, open them wide. Big enough to put a rhinoceros inside. And you wrap them up tight around somebody you love. Give them all some hugs and kisses. Mr. Saxophone from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org. <laughs> 